Hello and welcome back to The Big Run. Thank you for joining us and welcome to a two-part special looking back at the recent Olympic marathon trials that took place in Richmond. We have two guests coming your way and if you are enjoying the show and would like to get involved and see what's coming up in the future, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Big Run Podcast or on Twitter at The Big Run Pod. We are also now on Discord where you can join the Big Run server to get involved with shaping the future of the show. So kicking us off in the first part of this two-part special is a very exciting athlete who came third in the men's marathon race that day. And it was his first ever marathon, ladies and gentlemen, and he came through in an incredible two hours, 12 minutes and 20 seconds. Having only recently turned his attention to the marathon distance after putting in extraordinary performances at the half, Mo is a very exciting athlete and it's a real interesting episode to get an insight into his training and his approach to life as a runner. Ladies and gentlemen, I am delighted to welcome to The Big Run, Mo Adan. So, Mo, thank you so much for, for coming on The Big Run. Really, really excited to have you on. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to kick things off just by saying congratulations on on a staggering performance at the British Olympic Marathon Trials a couple of weeks ago in, in Richmond. I mean, 2.12 and, and 20 seconds and, and a third place for your first ever marathon. I mean, how, how was the race? Um, it was it was good. It was one of those things that um, from the beginning is like all uh, for me preparing all myself. That nerve wracking thing is like you're always nervous. How am I going to run marathon? How is the first one going to go? You know, you keep on asking your friends and like, ah, oh, you know what? If you get to 35K, you're going <laughs> to drop out. Or <laughs> A lot of things coming up. It says that's when you see the marathon, the real marathon kicks in after 30K or 35K. And that's when you're going to feel. So I'm, I'm kind of collecting my thoughts and why, why I hear from people and putting that together and saying, you know what, you have to be strong in this. But it's, a, it's, a, it's all like a, a, people say the first marathon, you must just like learning curve kind of training thing. You put in yourself mentally, it's like you're running a long run as, as a, you know, um, kind of uh, saying is my training. The first one is learning. So, it's, so that's the, I put all that together and say, you know what, put yourself together and just go for it. So yeah, and and, and I mean, you 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 really did. I mean, for a first marathon, it was it was an incredible performance. So I'm interested. You were saying that you you were asking other athletes for for advice. Like, what was what was the kind of advice that you were getting for that? The kind of the, the sort of painful bit of the marathon, like you were saying, that thing north of 35k. What what sort of advice were they giving you? Uh, they say that with the with the mileage you do and the speed work you do, some of them say you're good enough. You whatever you the speed work, the quality of the because mostly I'm with the group. So all the group that I was in um the marathon runners are uh, two uh two six, two seven, two eight, two nine, all the way it ranges all the way to two nine, all the way down. So to two six two five athletes. And um they telling me everyone tells you his first experience. <laughs> no <laughs> so every person to tells you his first experience in a, in running marathon. So others really had a bad day and others really had a good day. So, <laughs> so it's like everyone tells you their own experience and their own pain. So but so for me now, not to get nervous and you don't know, get scared of it, but put that together. 
and makes it make it a good feedback. So I collect all of it, put together, and say, you know what? Where's your position in this? What shape are you in? What kind of training qualities are you, you know, getting? And um, and some are telling me, you know, <clears throat> it's like, so marathon is from thirty k and onwards. So thirty k, anyone can do it. Any athlete as a long run can come in and do it, and then can feel comfortable for that thirty k, thirty five k, and and onwards. So, but after that, it says the real things kicked in now. So that's when you learn the lesson of a marathon. <laughs> so, but I wasn't scared. But at the same time, you have to think about, okay, this guy, this is what happened to him. So what will happen to me as well? So what am I going to go through? So, so what, but, what did you go through then on the, on the day? What can you, can you put into words? Like what went, what went through your mind when you went past that 35K mark and pushed on towards the finish? Uh, from all the way to 35k i was really strong and i can uh, tell myself you know what i can even leave the group but at the same time it's my first marathon this is a trial at the same time might be tactical a little bit and say you know what stay in save your energy put yourself together and then see what will happen the last 2k but um but at the same time like for me picking water like i, I dropped a couple of water missed out and then yeah, you know, going again, it's that low, you know, round and round place whereby, yeah, it's just like mentally and then the weather get to you as well. There's a blowing wind, there's kind of the atmosphere itself is like, it was really good. Uh, to be honest, we're lucky on that day. If it's not sheltered that much, we should have a struggle a little bit, I think, with that wind. But yeah, but the course itself is a little bit sheltered, but there's calves, you know, you you know, like you tanning, twist and tanny, twist and tanny and all that. But also like me i'm getting nervous at the same time sometimes you drop water and you want to go back you feel like going back and picking up but you say you know what the the guys they're gonna leave you you might you know the gap will grow bigger so like mentally i'm like kind of a little bit disturbed at the same time at the same time putting myself you know what i i'm strong i can do this let me stick you know to the group and never get detached or anything at the same time i kind of pace myself not to hit that pace in front, shoulder to shoulder, but just, you know, hold a little bit back, just make that two-meter gap all the time and, you know, efficiency, like good energy, not to lose a lot, not breaking too much, just, you know, you know, move smooth and nice. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, I learned um, a lot from that race. So <laughs> I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, went through and, a lot as well. There's yeah. a pain as well at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to grow comfortable with that pain. I mean, like yeah. for for a first lesson, it was really impressive. I watched the race and watched your performance. It was it was incredible. And you mentioned there about the um, the course as well, because there was there was lots and lots of turns, and in particular at the at the sort of southern tip of the course, there was one quite quite a sharp turn that on camera looked quite 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 abrasive as a sort of turn like did that build up as the race progressed like the, did those turns start to sort of build up within your body and sort of tie you as well as you went through the um went through the course yeah the first the first three lap is the difficult one the fourth let me say from first to fourth one is the, the difficult one after that we kind of get used to that rhythm like moving through you know like you're you're mentally like getting used to it like going through again and again the same thing so you're learning but the first three to four lap is just so difficult 
like you don't want to lose you're breaking again you're kind of moving again it's kind of you know that like it's just it's just a little bit tough yeah it's it's like in, in mentally as well like <laughs> you're like yeah you holding yourself together putting yourself together not to fall you know at the same time uh, i think if i remember well like the first two laps i think we kind of gained some results as well so the ground is also wet with that little bit tanning is kind of uh yeah scary and you know not to fall down we i'm kind of controlling myself you know not not anything happened at that yeah of that course stage. Yeah, yeah yeah looking yeah. after yourself and that those first kind of yeah. kind of opening stages and sort of being safe with that as well and like was that like because this is your that was your first kind of step into into the marathon distance kind of leading up to that you'd kind of been uh, you know a half marathoner and then before that you also obviously dabbled in in track but like in terms of your training stepping up from the from the half marathon distance into the full marathon what was that like and, and what kind of things did you work on with with your coach um it's kind of um it's is a big step that changed me a lot um obviously uh, the more you do mileage um i saw even my body my whole body changed you can see your body changing body weight changes you become more lean <laughs> yeah you become more lean and then your mileage is like i'm trying to do like like 2k 200k a week or 100 from 170 like less to one to 200k a week so we kind of adjusted yeah from uh from like half marathon and 10,000 kind of training to full marathon so it's like basically the most thing that changes a lot is the long run in that so apart from that the most of the thing stays the same in terms of the speed work in terms of tempo run all stays the same but what I change a lot is my long run. So a little bit faster long run, longer than ever. So like getting to that 40K mark. So 40K like uh, in 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 a month, like two to three 40Ks in there, 35, 38. So that's, that's what change, you know, change a lot. Whereby the other things is the half marathon is like in terms of training, it's not far from marathon, but just you have to put that mileage together and make it like, you know, kind of a nice bunch mileage like good quality thing in there and then that that put a good marathon together yeah and in terms of like the the recovery side of it as well I imagine that is also equally as important if you're starting to ramp up that mileage like do you invest as much time and attention into the recovery side of it as well as all the miles that you're putting in yeah definitely definitely um you want to recover as soon as as soon as you cross the line or not line, but just finish that long run, 35 or 40K. As soon as you finish, you have to jump into the car and grab all what you have in there. <laughs> Where it's like a couple of bananas, uh, maltis, yeah, maltis, normal water, two liters of water, try to, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, it's every, tough. Everything, before like... you, yeah, before you even change anything, that's what you think of. So it's like, as soon as you get home, sometimes just your appetite goes goes away completely it just goes away because you your body worked so hard uh, with that kind of pace and mileage and long run and so it's like and then um, as soon as you put that in you just feel like you want to go and nap even before you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you want your body to recover so you you nap like for two hours now you wake up now you go for a nice decent meal so 
Sometimes that's a, sometimes I force myself to eat. I sit down. That's why the body self you change a lot. You change. You become so lean because it's not you wanted to be that way, but it's just your body changes with that with that you know type of training. It changes you a lot. It's just like someone uh, want to lose a weight and he start running doing that mileage. Uh, you know, within a month or two months, he just lose you know pounds and pounds of weight. So that's it. That's how it is. So even for us, it's like. If you're not eating a lot, and uh, obviously we're recovering a lot, but we, I want to eat a lot sometimes, but um, your appetite just goes away completely because of what you go through. Yeah, it's just like your muscles just want to relax and just lie down. And But I force myself to eat, not to lose a lot of weight. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love the image of you running to the car post long run and just, just grabbing as much food as you can and like getting it all yeah. done as quickly as possible. But you're right though. Like, I mean, obviously nowhere near the, the, the same level, but you know, on my long runs, your, your, your stomach completely sort of shuts down when you kind of go north yeah. of 20 miles. It's, it's not interested in, in any food whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. For that couple of hours, you're not interested at all. Nothing. It's just, but any liquid, anything liquid, I'll take it in. But anything that you try, you attempt to eat, it's just like, it doesn't go through. <laughs> it, it doesn't. So I have to always like take that couple of hours. And then after that, now that's when I sit down and eat properly. Yeah. And in terms of in terms of just because I know there'll be a lot of people listening who obviously want to sort of pick your brains as a, a very talented elite athlete and particularly with the the marathon distance, whether when you were looking specifically at the long runs and maybe doing more kind of more speed work within the long runs, were there certain workouts within the long runs that you would do um, instructed by your coach to kind of help you it sort of improve within those long runs and within those kind of harder efforts over longer distances? Yeah, um, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, way to put this, but one of it that's very important that I want to share with people is um, you make it um, kind of, um, you set yourself a rhythm or a tempo and you hold that. So it's like um, constant pace. So you hold that constant pace, whether it's like, um, you know, uh, 520, 520 per mile pace or, uh, 510, 515, or 545, whatever you suit in that, you, you want to hold that. You want to hold that for long, for like 10 to 15 miles in your long run. You just you just hold that and then try to get faster and faster. So that's one of the things that helps you in running a good marathon. Um, not you go for long run. Sometimes your long run also different stages. So there's a long run that's easy. So 30K, 35K, just easy. Like you go for six minute miling, just hold that six minute miling, just go for it. And then it comes to whereby you want to go faster to uh, 25 or 30K or or 38K. You want to hold the rhythm. You start from the beginning all the way to the end. You just go for it. So it's, it's like, um, and then there's a long run whereby we call it long run, but you have to warm up uh, 5K and then go to like um, uh, 30K or 35K and then warm, warm down another 5K, which is three miles. So if you put together now, that's, that's another long run. So um, long run is, is like, is how you want to put it and w- what you want to achieve from that long run is the most important thing. But yeah, people have different way of doing long runs. But the, the most important one is the one like you start from the beginning to the end just try to hold 
one pace and go for it. But if you want to get faster, if you want to go faster, that's really good. But but try to hold that, not to drop that pace, but just you hold it. You Even if it's painful, you just hold it and go for it. And hold on and hold on for dear life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, 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 what, that's what marathon teaches you. So that's, you, you want that, that pace because if you try to mimic the race on a race day, you don't struggle much because you already, you know, put yourself through that. Mm. So if you never reach that, you know, uh, you have to go beyond your comfort zone. Mm. Uh, that's what marathon all about. So you push, you go. People start getting faster and faster. Sometimes people drop to your comfort zone. They drop the pace for you. And then all of a sudden, they just pick up and go again. <laughs> so, and you're left behind. So you have to, that, yeah, reaction. That reaction have to be there as well at the same time. So that's why the reaction will come with, you know, increasing the pace. As you hold your pace at the same time, you increase the pace. So that's changing the gear. Try to change the gear. Move on, move on, move on until you finish. Especially the last two miles. Always I think about last two miles, how I finish my last two miles mm. of, of any long run. So that's very important because it gives you that mentality of finishing the race now because you're there. If it's 30K or 35K, whatever it is, just go just go that two miles. Try to, you know, try to like make it faster. Mm. Feel your leg, feel your body. And then it gives you confidence as well. So you get you gain a good confidence in your long run. Mm. And and does that confidence sort of play into sort of tactics within race day when there are maneuvers happening, like when there are sudden surges or, or anything like that? Does that equip you to have that confidence to sort of deploy those tactics, you know, when you're when you're there in the race, kind of when it's happening? Yeah, yeah. I I can say that at the same time also it gives you you mentally you see yourself getting faster. You're looking at your clock or your watch, not clock, sorry, your watch, your GPS watch, and then you see like, oh, you know what? I'm going at five now five zero zero pace, but I'm out. So this is really good. This is a race pace, you know? It's like, yeah, I think I can even go like um maybe another five seconds faster. So do you like saying I can finish a race faster? That's also one thing apart from the tactic stuff. So it's like you're saying I can finish faster. I can kick. I can push. So that's what you need. So you, you're boosting yourself for morale at the same time. But also when it comes to tactic, if you're in a group, so that's when tactic comes in. If you're in a group and the, the strongest person start to push, you have to be shoulder, shoulder to shoulder with him now. So whatever he goes through, you go through with him. And then you finish that, you know, like smoothly together. So that's, that's when tactic comes in as well. So so it's so interesting it's so interesting and I'd, I'd be curious as well to kind of roll back a little bit and find out where your kind of journey with with running began because we kind of started with your kind of culmination and your recent efforts at, at the marathon trials in richmond but where, where did it where did it start for you where did it all begin your kind of journey with running uh i started i started uh back in uh, obviously back in college i was i was i was running you know, for college when I was in college. And then I moved from college to uni. Also in uni, I'm doing box championship and all that. So I'm representing the college also when I was in college um, going around doing my uh, few races. And then it, it started a little bit bigger when I moved to uni because now there's box as well. There's, there's a university championship all over the UK and doing cross country and then indoors and then um, outdoors in summer and uh, it just yeah it started from there, but 
um, I came as a as a teenage boy, obviously moving to the country, and that's when um, it's something just I I play like a normal kid, like everyday football, mm. and then and then it's like there's there's something that not clicking into my head. I can't be a footballer. I said you know like I can't play football every day. There's something else I need. There's something mm. special. So it's like I sit down one day, uh, went through internet. I went to the internet cafe or internet shop and then sit down, then searched like the closest club, like any if any any club is closed by any truck. Mm. And I saw it and I was like, you know what? The next day I just went <laughs> I said I went yeah I walked into the class and said I want to be around like can can anyone take me in <laughs> and yeah and um yeah they they gave me a form they gave me membership form and straight away I I filled in the next day and then I was like the member of the club so Thames Valley Harris is just the local club so that's that's where I am so it's like um the next day I've, I've been told you know what come and join this group this is your coach and um and Two to three weeks. As soon as I joined the club, I went for my first race. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, honestly, no messing about. Straight in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I, I kind of uh, lost a little bit in between from that moment when I started, and a couple of, um, not a couple of years, four to five years of my uh, since I started. I didn't. I didn't have that basic of running and, you know, good coaching and things like that. I'm a little bit young as well. At the same time, I, don't, I didn't know what to do. I was just going to the club like uh, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday evening and that's it. Uh, I wasn't doing enough. To, <laughs> I wasn't doing like proper training or, you know, I, I needed a little bit guidance and it didn't, it didn't happen at that, that, that time. And when I went to college, it's like when I a little bit tried to do um more more of running like on a weekly basis and um when i moved to uni it's like when when i start seeing things are different that's when i like you know what for me to compete in championship and get medals so i have to do different so that's the first training camp is in uni first year of uni that's when i went to ethiopia and I stayed for a couple of months and i learned a lot from seeing the other athletes what they do how they eat how they sleep what kind of training they do twice a day, plus gyms and exercise. And so I, I came back, I came back as a mentally different athlete and start, you know, putting that effort in, try to build up on what I saw when I learned. So I, I spoke to my coach and, you know, I said, we can blend things in. So the quality of training that people are doing at the club is a little bit different. And I asked him, you know what, this is why I want, how can we do this? And then he said, we can blend it. We can change things around and, pick a couple of four to five athletes and then bunch together and make it like a, a kind of quality group. So yeah, that's that's how things changed. So I started long all the way from college and now here I am today and yeah. And <laughs> going from two sessions a week to 200 kilometers a week with your marathon training. Yeah. I didn't realize and I didn't know that you'd spent time out training in uh, in Ethiopia. Like when that, that, that experience and then coming back, like... What were the things that you took from that experience that you put into your own training in terms of like the was the the mentality of the athletes out in Ethiopia, specific things that they were doing in their training? What what were the things and obviously the altitude as well, I imagine, out there. Like yeah. were there yeah. specific things that you took back with you back to the UK? Yeah, a lot. A lot. That that's what changed me. And uh, um first of all, 
um, uh, the type of training that they do. Uh, there's a um, rough road training, there's tarmac road training, there's a track, there's a forest, there's a long run that they do. Um, so they change their, their places of training. They don't, they don't always train on one service. So that's one thing. So they change the service grass, you know, like in the forest, there's a grass and soft, soft ground and things like that. And they sometimes they go for tarmac and they do temporan or things like that on tarmac. And then there's a track, like everyone do track as well. So speed work and, and then they do a lot of strides after every easy run. They do a lot of exercise core, like on normally, like mostly sometimes on a daily basis, everyone do a little core, like 15 to 10 minute core. No, like us here, we do like 45 minute kind of core just when you go to gym. But there they, they do after every easy run, they try to sit down and relax and talk, put their radio on and <laughs> next to them and try to do like, you know, like while they talk to each other, they just do kind of um, plank and exercise and things and stretch. Nice to stretch also when they talk and they sit together. So that's, that's the thing that I learned plus they sleep also, they, they get recovered. Whereby here, I, I do my run and then I'm out playing football again or following the friends, going out, going to shopping centers or walking around and doing things. <laughs> Whereby here, they, as soon as they come in, they have their breakfast and then they sleep, they take a nap or they wait until lunchtime. After lunch, they take a nap and two hours nap or things like that. And then in the evening, they're up again and they go for easy run. Um, it's, it's like the whole thing, like from from A to Z, they just they have a lot of things in their head and and they are well experienced athletes. And you just sit down and say, you know what? Uh, the thing, the funny thing when I came first and obviously in UK, when I was here uh, in 2012, before I went to Ethiopia, is like I was I was a normal to myself. I was normal, like club level athletes who who get like um, um, Middlesex, not Middlesex, but yeah, Middlesex and um, what do you, Metro, Metropolitan League and things like that. I'm getting medals. And 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 I know having hanging my medals already in the house, although it's not a big thing, but but that time it was a big thing. So I was hanging those medals in my house. And then I walked to, I went with my friend to Ethiopia and then they, they looked at my friend and said, yes, of course, we know that you're an athlete. You look like an athlete. But what's this guy? Does he even really run? <laughs> <laughs> and then he laughed. He laughed and he said he have more medals than me. So he's more he's more of a good athlete than I. And he say why is he so why is he so bulky? Like why is he so like this? And <laughs> and uh, and they some of them start pulling their skin and say you know look at look at this you have to be like this. Like, gotta be thin and like thin like lean layers, like us yeah all the fat layers is gone away and then <laughs> you can pull the skin is just like <laughs> so yeah that's that's what you so you come you collect a lot of things mm. in, your, in your head and then you come here and then you try to uh, put that together at the same time not not to forget yourself too much but when you're here there's a little bit fun of things to do around but yeah um, I kind of put that together and then um, try to take things more seriously mm. and uh, that that gave me a medal from bucks so um uh, if if i didn't work hard i should have not maybe get that medal from bucks cross country so yeah yeah, yeah. and seeing and yeah that thing of, of seeing what you were saying they they kind of 
from A to Z, like 20, they, they kind of live it. Like it's, it's their life. Like everything revolves yeah. around that and making it yeah. that, that much of a priority in your life is the thing that perhaps you need to, to take that next step. And like you say, you know, get a medal. And I'm interested in this idea of you kind of learning all these, these different lessons as you progress as an athlete, because you've competed in various distances and track and cross country and obviously half marathon now and now marathon. Is there, is there a particular one that you kind of enjoy more than the others or, 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 or are they all kind of equally loved or is there one that you kind of have a sort of soft uh, spot for? Definitely. Definitely. There is one that I love the most. Yeah. It's that's half marathon. That's what changed me. Um, as soon as I did my first half, it was like, it was that wow thing. It's like, Oh, can I even do run that first of half? And then that half, like two, me running three halves in a row, coming back to 10 K, I was, I was like before struggling, you know, like to run 29 and then I just ran 28 on the track. So it's like, even I can run faster 10 Ks because of half marathon, that quality of half marathon training plus that um, a long endurance gives me kind of no bit good quality 10 K as well. So, but my, my pick is half marathon. That's what shows my talent most of all. So I did, I did five from, uh, 1500 all the way to marathon now but from 1500 to half marathon what changed me so i i, I wanted to make to 2016 um um you know as, as an athlete you mm. have a dream and you want to make olympics so i was like you know what 2012 is very early i'm a little bit young mm. i have nothing in in my hand so let me put more effort and make 2016 and then i do that five five k and i was like yeah, i'm not even close I'm like, I'm running, it's still 1350, 1356, 30, 30, And it's like, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not able to run that 1330. And I was like, why am I this far away? It's still, there's a lot, to, mm, <laughs> you know, there's mm. a lot to be done. And then it comes to that half. And then like all what I was doing in five, you know, in 3000 on the track or 5k on the track or British league and things like that. That's like, that's like a, is, is a building I'm building for something better. So mm. I didn't know. Obviously, my my performance, I wasn't performing like the way I wanted it. But that every run that you do is building up something else for you. So I, I by then it wasn't clicking into my head at all. But so after I ran that half marathon, I was like, oh my god, all what I was doing is is the benefit that I'm getting today. So this, so my second second half, I mean, I ran really good. The first one is just like 64 and it's like, really? It's, if 64 is very close for the first half and then I went to 63 and I was like, wow, I can even run faster. I went to 62, I was like, I can even run faster. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's there, but yeah, it's, it's just um, half is the best because half is what put my, that's how I earn my vest as well. That's mm. how I start earning my vest, where, whether it's for England or Commonwealth, uh, British so that's what putting me on the map. So half marathon is my best distance, and I think I can run even faster. So, yeah, I, I'd I be very I yeah, I'd be very excited to see what you do in the future in in the half and in the marathon. But is that that feeling when you see the time start to come down like that? That's that's got to be thrilling, right? As an athlete, when you're seeing those increments of like uh, another minute faster, another minute faster, is that satisfying? Yeah, yeah. it is. It's satisfying. You say, you know what? It's it's going you know, the right direction. Uh, and you say, you know what, uh, I have hope in this. I have, I can make, I can make it to the, you know, to that top level of, you know, I can be 
the best elite athletes. So it's like you you kind of uh, seeing your performance and the quality of training that you did, and then you just after after you go back and you sit down and say, "Wow, should, I can even you know do do more." You know what I was missing is this. If I do this, if I get this, sometimes I don't know why, but it's just like you get sick. You know, when, when you come to the top shape and then something is small, if something is small just comes mm-hmm. and then you just down and things like that get to me most of the time. And I was, I like it with most of my races that I do, even wild half, uh, the Commonwealth, I wasn't, I wasn't at my best. I was, obviously I went out for a training camp and I was feeling good. I, I, I was in the top shape. And so when you come back, as soon as you come back, something small just get into you mm. and you just that little thing changes your performance and how you're going to run so um and also like you sometimes you get injured you pull out your muscles and then you try uh, obviously you you're in a good shape to run that race but at the same time you have to be careful mm. you know like i struggle with hamstring problems so many times but in most of the race even wild half the last wild half i did in uh poland I I I I was having that problem, but I ran right that race with that problem. But it, it's like yeah, it, as an athlete, always there's something there. There's a niggle there, mm. but some also you have to be mentally strong. Mm. You can finish the race. You can go through this. So anything that's not bony, like not not bony or kind of injury thing, mm. I think muscle wise sometimes you get you get away with it. Mm. If it's something serious that you know you pulled you pulled out fresh and you just you can't move your legs, obviously you drop out of the race. But things that just gives you a little bit of disturbance, but it's there. But you know you can sometimes just you know as the race goes on, you start forgetting about it mm. <laughs> and you run good. <laughs> it's amazing, and that, that, I'm fascinated about that. So when 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 the niggle, so you know, say you're halfway through a race and the niggles start to appear. Are there things that you say to yourself in your head to kind of manage that? Are, are there like sayings or, or kind of expressions that you kind of, or, or something that you cling on to mentally to kind of manage your stress levels and not kind of talk yourself out of the race, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's like you you kind of um, rate that pain or what you're going through. Also, you have ideas as you're training, you're feeling this thing, obviously, in your training and things like that, and you're seeing physio and you're getting treatment. You have that thought that you've been told this thing is not serious. Mm. Uh, you know, it's get treated or it's going to go away. Just keep on training, you know, try to recover well or things like that. Do a good stretch before you run or that. So you have all that thought in your head and this is not serious thing. You say, you know what, even if I'm feeling it, it's not something serious. It's something that I can run with. So you just say uh, you you start concentrating on your race more than what you have in you. Sometimes if the pain is really serious, obviously, uh, you don't have to carry with that because that might uh, give you a permanent injury sometimes. But some kind of niggle is not it's not a big problem. You can carry on with it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's sort of taking comfort in the fact that, you know, you've got a, a team around you, you know, coaches and physiotherapists and stuff that, that can tell you that it's not it's not deadly serious and that you can kind of push through. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating yeah. how you 
how you manage that mentally when you're in the middle of a, of a race and you know particularly your most recent one at the at the Richmond uh, Olympic marathon trials and I'd, I'd love to go back to that because you were talking about you know taking from other athletes and learning from other people's experiences and obviously Chris Thompson who who went on to win the race with an extraordinary performance like do you take stuff from from that performance from him his kind of incredible pacing strategy and then that sudden burst towards the end where watching it live it kind of cut away and then cut back and all of a sudden the whole leading lineup had changed it was like is, is, has something gone wrong like has there been a break in the feed it was like watching it live was was kind of miraculous do you as an athlete watch and look up to someone like Chris and, and take things from his performance on that day um, yeah, of course, because he, he showed us that he showed us, he proved to us that experience is very important. He proved to us like, um, having, having grow into the marathon running will give you an edge over any, any athlete sometimes. Because for me as a learner, I wasn't there to learn and to see and to test myself as my first marathon, whereby someone, Chris comes in with a full confidence. If he's in a good shape, say like, um, I run a lot of marathons and I run, you know, close to that 211. I mean, 211, 210. So I can do it. I can, you know, hold this pace. And, or like if this pace is very fast, I can hold myself a little bit back, drop down and I can make my way. Whereby someone like me, I don't know that. I, I, I never tested a marathon before. I can say, you know what? For me, it's just like, you know, hold on, hold on, stay with the boys, stay with the boys. Whereby someone like him, you just say, you know what? stay back because this pace is fast mm. at some places we there's a low low kind of down downhill thing whereby we go in at um at 255 all the time and it's like he saw that kind of thing and he said you know what this might give you a, my kind of you know uh, affect me towards the finish mm. so he have that idea already so he hold himself back saying like either so he, he told me after he finished the race saying like either you guys are in a good shape for you to run that pace or I'm going too fast. So you already read his mind. Yeah, so you already like put that together like so quickly. Mm. It's like within within like the first 10K, he already, he's already reading his mind and reading the pace and seeing how we run. And he said, you know what? It's better I'll drop. <laughs> so if they're in a good shape, say I lose. Either I lose or I win. If they're in a good shape, let them go. Mm. If they're going to drop, and you know this this is gonna play into my hand. So he said it, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. So I told him, well done, because you have the experience, you, you have what it takes. Yeah. But I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. was it was masterful. It was yeah. such a, a such a, a an exercise in just great great strategy, and it, and it made you know as as a viewer watching it's such a compelling race and and you know his whole story and what he's kind of come back from is is yeah is miraculous and it's it's very very exciting but another thing that obviously caught a lot of people's attentions with with Chris as well was what was on his feet um his blacked out uh, uh, yeah, vapor yeah. flies um which <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. quite interesting considering he's actually he's sponsored by another company but they they allowed him to wear another company's uh, uh, shoes and then there's there's a lot of talk at the moment with these these high stack carbon fiber plated shoes like where where do you stand with the, with these shoes are you, are you a fan of the high stacks or, or do you feel like you do you enjoy a more kind of low stack kind of racing flat kind of style when it comes to racing 
Uh, you know what? As an athlete, you you want that good sponsorship. Obviously, you want a good deal. Um, because uh, you've been in this game for so long and you want something out of it. Yeah. And for him, if really that worked for him and he's getting a good pay, um, it's like, uh, and there's other alternatives or to do things like uh, with the shoes and things like that. And you've been allowed to wear other shoes without showing the brand of it. I think it's, it's all right. It's, it's, um, it's good for any athletes to, to, if the sponsors like they can put everything together, kits and shoes, and they have everything, so that you run with those things. And um, I I kind of heard from athletes two years ago saying they're with Asics, and then they said, you know what, Asics, um, making a good shoe, but at the moment they don't have good marathon shoes. And then, but now now things have changed. They they sit down and they brought good shoes, but then. Before they're running different shoes, some some are with Asics, but they're running with the, you know, Nike or other mm-hmm. Adidas or other shoes. So, when it comes to athlete, you want a good performance. You don't want to be let down. You don't want you don't want people having age over you by you wearing like the worst shoes ever. Mm-hmm. Whoever whatever company is, uh, whatever product it is, you don't want to wear the you know the bad shoes. So it's like. You need a good tire. You're a car. You're a Friday. You're a Formula One. You be, if you're doing Formula One, you don't want, you know, the, you know, like, is it dry? And then you put your wet, wet yeah. tires on. And what will happen to you? <laughs> so, yeah. like, you, you put the best tires on and, and perform the best race of your life. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And that shoes helped him. But he helped him in a way that he wanted it, not, not showing anything. So, it's like, I was, I was looking at his fit. When we started the race, I was, it's like, I saw some kind of funny shoes duck. And then, <laughs> and then I, I looked at his, um, yeah, his, his vest and his shirt. It says on running. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this is on running. But what kind of shoes is this? <laughs> so I did it. I did it. I, I couldn't even thought that this, that's a vaporfly. No, not at all. But after after the writing and comment and things came mm. up and it's like, oh, is that what Chris is wearing? <laughs> <laughs> so you, did, you didn't even but, spot them at the start line. So it worked. No way. It, no it way. It's something like, look, yeah, it, it, something looks funny. It's like, something, <laughs> <laughs> not funny in that way, but it's just something like you can't tell. You mm. can't tell. Yeah. So, um, I think if it works for him, it's, it's good. Any athlete can do that. I, I, I myself, if I'm in that position, I would do that. Mm, I think so. And I think yeah. I think the Formula One analogy is a really good analogy. It's like it's having the best tires on your feet at the end of the day, I think. And if it gives yeah. you that performance, if it complements all the hard work and all the training that you've done, then I think mm. absolutely. And obviously, you know, it's it's at the discretion of whoever your whoever your sponsors are and stuff like that. But I think if it if it can help you be good on the day, I think why not? And yeah. also the thing with the shoes is for, for, for non-elites and kind of fans such as myself is like, it's really um, good at kind of drawing people's attention to the sport as well. Like yeah. it gets yeah. people talking. There's a debate about it. You know, some people are very much on one side and some people are very much on the other, but people are talking about running. And I think that can only be a good thing at the end of the day. Cause I feel like the sport does need, as much kind of attention and, and light kind of shone on it as possible. Do you, do you feel that sort of working within the sport? Do you feel like there's more kind of support and attention that can be given to it? Yes. Um, yeah. Especially uh, what Chris came up with. I think that will bring a lot of changes for most of the athletes. Yeah. We need that change. We need that, you know, kind of um, a, a good sponsor. You know, athletes have to be looked after. 
especially at this level. And um, also the, the talented ones and the young ones, because in UK subs, it's like when you look like, we kind of look a bit behind with the athletes, with, especially with running. So whereby in football, there's, you know, what's, what, you know what's, what's going on with football, millions and millions of dollars or pounds. And in rugby, things are much better. But when it comes to running, it's like in UK, things are really down. They're, especially the young, talented ones, no one is looking after them. But we have, we have people who can do that. We have sponsors who can do that. But uh, there's no one taking it to that level. But um, uh, a, a comment or things that um, uh, Chris did will raise and Alan will raise things, um, you know, will change, will click into our minds as, as an athlete or as sponsors as well. Now the sponsors will sit down. Nike will sit down and say, what happened to Vaporfly? This is how he ended up. Why is he like this? What kind, what sort of, you know, you know, support would the athlete need? And then on running will sit down and say also like, we need a change. We need to bring something for an athlete. We need to, you know, something that, you know, they can get their best performance out of it. So it, it brings that question and that that's good. That, that brings healthy kind of um, uh, running or, you know, healthy athlete, athletics, mm, you yeah. know, onto stage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah. yeah. It brings, yeah, brings more attention to the sport. If people are asking questions and looking at, you know, what can be changed and improved, I think it's 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 a good thing. And you're so right about the the football. You know, they have like the academies and the feeder programs for the clubs that you know spot talent yeah. early and, and and get them sort of signed up to the to the club. Like you know, it feels like the more kind of amazing stories that happen in running, you know, such as Chris and hopefully what maybe, you know, what he goes on to achieve in, in Tokyo, like that will draw more attention onto the sport and sort of give it, give it a bit more sort of attention and like, but enough about him. I'm more interested in you going forward, like for the marathon, are there races you've got your eyes on? Like, are there times that you're sort of aiming towards? What's your kind of plan going forward? What are you looking to build and improve on after such an incredible performance at, at Richmond? Uh, yes, there's more marathon coming, obviously. Uh, I want to put my eye more on marathon than anything else. But at the moment, um, I missed my Olympic uh, sport. So that means I want to uh, go for 10,000 and see what happens. So for the next couple of months, I want to focus on 10,000 on the track and see what I can get out of that. So if I make the team is well and fine, I go and do my Olympics. And then coming back is all about half and full. So always I'm, I'm putting my head on half and full. But uh, for me to get that spot, I'm really desperate and I want to go for that thing, <laughs> see what happens. So, but yeah, but marathon, um, I think it's what's changing me now. Marathon is changing me. Marathon changed a lot of things. Marathon changed a lot of thoughts uh, from my friends, family, and everyone around me and my club. Things are changing. So um, it, it's like, I think, life changer. The marathon is going to be a life changer for me. Uh, because I can see things, I can see very good potential, and I can run. I think I can run under ten, two ten, my uh, probably my second second one. So it's it's one of I I learned I learned I learned a lot, and if all goes well, if I'm healthy and I'm strong and I'm still training well, um, I think I can run uh, two two ten or under two ten, no doubt. I, I don't doubt that for a second. I think you absolutely will. And I'll be also fascinated to see 
what all of the marathon training does to your 10,000 meter training as well. Like you were talking earlier about how the half kind of changed you, like having now stepped into the world of marathon and then filtering that down to the 10,000 meters, it'll be, it'll be fascinating to, uh, to see, to see how that affects. And I wish you all the best with, with that training, fingers crossed it it works out and you do manage to get to, um, to Tokyo. Normally on this show, we ask, the 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 contributor the guest to give over a little bit of advice but you've given so many gems and pearls of wisdom throughout this whole interview i feel like i don't even need to ask you it it's been such a pleasure having you on mo and i wish you all the success in all your future training but thank you so much for coming on and bringing such a brilliant guest on the big run thank you very much thank you for having me thanks a lot big thank you to Mo for coming on and giving us a little bit of an insight into what it's like to be an elite runner and a very exciting runner. I'll be very interested to see where Mo's athletic career goes. Thank you so much for coming on Mo. Be sure to go and check out the second episode in this two-part special where I'm going to be talking to Kevin Quinn. Also, a fascinating runner who was on pacing duties for the women at the marathon trials that day and who has an extraordinary story that you really need to listen to. So be sure to head over and listen to the second part of this two-part special. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at The Big Run Pod or on Instagram at The Big Run Podcast. And as always, if you're able to, get out there and get running. Thanks for listening. See you next week.